I came upstairs and I looked at my husband and I'm like shaking and I'm like, it's me. I'm the one that's not Bob's child. It was, it floored me. Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode 52. Today I am speaking with Randy. Hi, Randy. Hi. Thank you very much for sharing your story today. Well, thank you for inviting me. And I was reading the subject line of your initial email, which was has been a couple months now. So thank you for being patient and waiting. But you said you have a twisted NPE story. Oh, mine's mine's got so many layers. It's yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I still have to take a deep breath and say, okay, hold on, let me catch up and remember where I'm at because it's so. Just hold on. I if you get confused, please tell me because I get confused and I lived it. <clears throat> you so. you. You confuse yourself. You said you have myself. Yes, four fathers, four dads, four dads. I will talk to my husband, and he'll say, "Well, which which dad are you talking about?" Yeah, so (laughs) I have four dads. I appreciate you sharing today, and I know that we are going to be respectful of what you share, and because you you were explaining to me before, you're in contact with many of these family members, so. Just share whatever you're comfortable with, and you can skip over anything you want to keep private. I understand. No worries. Okay, why don't you go ahead and take us to the beginning and explain your family of origin. So I was born in 1968. My mom was a single mother. She had had a relationship with a gentleman named Bob, and they parted ways. He was a married man at the time, and they had parted ways. She then had a relationship with another man and they were going fine. And seven months into the relationship, she realized she was pregnant with me. She assumed that Bob was the father and the second relationship didn't work out. Um, And, you know, Bob went back to his wife. So my mom proceeded to, you know, a couple years later when I was about two, one and a half, she uh, got married to a man named Ralph. Great guy. She was married to him for about, oh, I want to say until I was about nine. Um, They had a great relationship, but they weren't really compatible. They were more content. They were comfortable. But he was a great dad. And uh, when I was about nine years old, my mom wasn't really happy. And she went out one night. She actually ran into Bob. And Bob was no longer married. And Bob had a, um, he was he was no longer married and he was divorced and he and my mom had relations. Yes, you could say. And my mom became pregnant and she ended up having my little sister. Um, this caused a problem in the marriage with Ralph. And so they ended up getting divorced. 
Um, my mom tried to get together, you know, and start a relationship with Bob uh, later on, but it just, it really didn't work out. So that's, you know, so Ralph still would, you know, called me dad. He adopted me. I had his last name. He's a great guy. Bob kind of came and lived with us for a couple weeks and then he, he disappeared, went back to California where I lived. And so I saw him, you know, and my mom told me, this is your dad. So I saw him, I knew who he was, but I didn't really remember him too much. So then time passed. My mom, <clears throat> my mom remarried to who I call my superhero. His name is Jim. Greatest guy you could ever have. Um, he was my dad till the end. I mean, he just passed away a couple of years ago, but he's, he was the greatest. But when I turned it, when I was about 15, I would look in the mirror and I know I, I hear a lot of people say this, but I would look in the mirror and I would see myself. I would try to imagine, I would see my, my mom's face in one side of the mirror and I just couldn't see any resemblance. And I could see my little sister who's now, you know, she's like a lot older now and she looked just like my mom. She looked just like the family. And I didn't think I really resembled. I mean, I had a couple features, but I didn't really look like my mom and everything. And I was trying to remember what my dad looked like and I couldn't remember. And so that I always sat in the back of my head. And also when I rode the school bus, because I lived out in the country, um, some of the kids used to say, you know, what, what nationality are you? What I'm this, I'm that. And I never knew. And I was always kind of curious. So that was always stuck in my head. And then thirdly, um, my mom's half sister came to visit one time and she pulled out the um, family tree of my mom's side. And I was just, I was amazed. I was hooked. I thought it was the greatest thing I ever saw. And I wanted to do that. I wanted to know, you know who my family was. So with these three things, I got the genealogy bug and wanting to know you know, my past and people before me and how I became who I am. And so when I got to about, it all came to a height when I was in my 20s and I had my boys and now I wanted to know who my dad was and I wanted to find him. I wanted to find Bob. So I uh, lived in California and I came home to Washington where I live now. And I came home and I, I talked to my mom and I told my mom I'm going to look for him. And I, if you don't want me to know what I find out, I will keep it to myself. Otherwise, if you want to know, I'll fill you in what's going on. And she, she wanted to know what, you know, what I would find out. And then I got my stepdad's blessing because, you know, I didn't want to, I loved him so much that I didn't want to ever feel that, you know, I was dishonoring him. And he gave me his blessing. And so I went to the courthouse. It was before all the internet and everything. And I went to the courthouse and I looked through legal documents and I found Bob's divorce records. And I knew that I had had supposedly a brother. And so I went through the legal documents and I found Bob's divorce records, found his ex-wife. And, and then and it said in the paperwork, young son, and it said Bob Jr. So crazy as it may seem, I went back to my mom's house because that's where the kids were. And I looked in the phone book and my dad's ex-wife was in the phone book. And I called her up and she agreed to meet with me. And we got together and um, she told me that my brother didn't really know 
he just had learned about me. And so he was kind of uncomfortable and it was going to take him a little time. And, you know, so she'll get back to me. She's, but he gave me your dad's phone number. So I left that lunch knowing Bob's phone number. So I go home and I call heart racing like crazy and I call him and I tell him, Hey, I'm your daughter. And he was very kind. He was very sweet. He filled me in with whatever information and told me if you ever need anything, just, you know, if you ever need any more information, just let me know. Just call me. So um, I think I ended up writing him a letter. And then we, uh, I planned a trip where me and the boys, my, my sons, we went to California and we went and saw him and we went and visited him. And it was just me and the boys and I got lost. <laughs> and I kept calling him. I'm like, I don't know where I am. I don't know where I was before a cell phone. So I'd have to go to a pay phone. And he He's, I guess I kept getting in really shady neighborhoods and he's like, uh, just get in the car and drive this way, that way. I mean, really kind, but didn't scare me. Come to find out I was in some really, really bad places and he was taking care of me and he's like, okay, he says, well, finally I found where he lived and I walked into his door and I looked at him and he was my sister. He looked exactly like my sister. And I was expecting, you know, I was, I was wanting to see somebody who looked exactly like me. I wanted to see the other side of the mirror. Nope. He looked exactly like my sister. So had a great visit, spent a good time with him. He got to know the kids, um, came home a couple months later. It took about three months and I finally got to meet Bob Jr. Um, we, my husband and I and the boys moved back to California because he's military. We moved back to California and I got to spend a little time with my dad, but it was, you know, he lived a couple hours away. And then we moved back to Washington. My husband got out of the, um, the Navy. We moved back to Washington. So I forgot to add that it took about three months and I got to meet my brother. I met him at his mom's house. Um, you know, she said we looked exactly alike. I didn't really see the similarities. He was very gracious. He was very kind. Um, but it it felt odd. Um, but I, did, I just marked it up as being, you know, just new and, and everything. And maybe odd isn't the right word, but it just felt, you know, it just felt different. So, um, anyway, my back to where my dad came back from, he came down to Washington and he wasn't doing well. And then he went back to California. He ended up having surgery. I apologize. He ended up having surgery in Washington. He had had a tumor and he went back to California and not long after that, he passed away. Me and him had had, we, I'd gotten to know him a little bit, but he didn't know part of the thing was he didn't know who his father was. And so me wanting to know all this stuff about genealogy and I was asking him, he didn't know who his family was. I mean, he knew his mom and his, his half brother and his half sister and all that, but he didn't know like his father's side. And so that was one goal I wanted to find for him. And so when he passed away, it was something I really wanted to do was to find out who his, his father and his family were. So 
I kept trying and trying on Ancestry, trying to do it. And then the DNA test came out. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll be able to find something that way because, you know, there's I'll be related to somebody. And nothing really popped up. And I thought, well, maybe I need to ask Bob Jr. And he can do it because, you know, that whole male carries whatever. Yeah. Um, where the men's side can. Determine. Yeah. 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 Anyways, so he uh, he took the test for me and still really didn't come up to too much. And I kept it was weird because I had his test and my test and my mom's test because at that time ancestry would let you keep all the tests. And I had everybody's tests under my account and I could pull up my account and I would see how I was related to my mom because my mom did the test for me so I could narrow things out. And I could see how I was related to her, but I wasn't related to Bob Jr. And it was really, it was weird. And so I kept trying to figure it out. I'm like, well, maybe, you know, that whole, maybe something's wrong kind of thing. So one day I had gone to one of our local genealogy societies and there was a lady in there and she's like, well, if you go to this website and I can't remember what the website was, but she says, if you take the DNA and you match them, she says, it'll tell you if you're related. And so I did that. I did it with my mom first and it's like, oh, you're related. Then I did it with my brother and there was no relation. It's like, uh oh, somebody's, you know, somebody's not dad's kid. And so I, you know, your brain just goes poof. You know, I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's him. I mean, they had a rocky relationship. You know, it could go either way who it was. So my dad had a, um, a half brother and a half sister. And my half brother or his half brother wasn't doing too well. And he ended up passing away. Well, I went and I was looking at my brother's, uh, going to make it all confusing. I was looking at my brother's results one day because I didn't really, I figured he's not related to me. So I didn't look at it very often. And I looked at it and come to find out right before our uncle had passed away, he had done the DNA test. Hmm. He was related to my brother, but he hmm. wasn't related to me. Which then, I mean, I went, I came upstairs and I looked at my husband and I'm like shaking and I'm like, it's me. I'm the one that's not Bob's child. It was, it floored me. I mean, I didn't know what to do. So my husband is just as much into ancestry as I am and he's on my iPad he's like you know you know and he's going through the trees and he's looking and I had had a, um, a match a first cousin that I had matched with and she I'd sent her an email and I'm like well you know somehow we're matched you know that that generic email you send everybody somehow we're matched here's all the names and this is before I found out about my dad and here's all the names and I threw all the names that I had and I mixed them up so, you know, they were all over the place. And I sent them to her. And I said, Are, do any of these names sound familiar? She's like, oh, no, no, none of them sound familiar. She says, that's crazy. And so she, we were, like, texting back and forth. And then all of a sudden, uh, when I realized that my dad wasn't my dad, I came back to her. And I'm like, hey, I just found out 
My dad isn't my dad. That's probably why none of those names sound familiar. And then I had gone through some of her relatives, you know, when you do, you go through the trees and some of the other people I was connected to and I found some common names and I'm like, here's the names that I find that are common. So most likely I'm related to your mother. And so I'm probably one of her brother's kids. Well, things got confusing. I must have worded it incorrectly or she read it incorrectly. I'm not really sure. But she thought that I was saying that I was one of her father's kids. And so I tease her now and tell her that uh, I call her cricket because she went crickets on me. She went quiet. She didn't know what to do with the information. So knowing how ancestor or how, um, you know, the census reports work and everything. I knew I looked up and I found out that there was a, well, my husband helped me too. He helped me a lot. Um, that there were two brothers. There was Dave and there was Philip. Philip died in 69 and Dave was still alive. And my husband was able to, um, he was, he kept, he would give me information. He's like, here's Dave's phone number. Call him, find out. I'm like, no, I'm not going to call Dave. I'm not. I'm scared. I've already messed up, you know, this whole Bob's family. I, I don't, I'm, I'm scared to go that route again. I don't want to just show up and say, hey, you know. So he uh, proceeded to, uh, we just kind of waited it out. And then all of a sudden one day, Dave popped up on Ancestry as my uncle. So I was like, okay, so he's my uncle. That means I'm Philip's kid. So I contacted Dave and talked to him. And he said, well, this is more than I can, you know, this is probably more than an email. He says, you know, why don't you give me a call? And so I called him and I talked to him. And he's like, well, I have another brother. His name is Craig. And he says, so you could either be Phillips or Craig's. He says, um, Philip passed away in 69. He died in a fire. Uh, he says, so, uh, you know, we were going to figure it out. And he says, um, he had some things he had to do. He says, but, and I think I was, I was going on a trip to London. And so he says, well, we'll, we'll get in contact again. So I go on my trip to London and I come back and not, I mean, and then all of a sudden, uh, Cricket, her daughter, and all the other cousins start friending me on Facebook. All of a sudden, now I have this whole new group of Facebook friends because now all of a sudden they know I'm their cousin, which it was it was beautiful. Mm. And so he, uh, I get home and I'm excited because now you know you're home and. Um, in the next week or so, I was going to go and visit him because he was only a couple hours away and I was going to talk to him and you know, we were going to talk about things. And uh, I got an email or on Facebook, I read that, um, you know, how when you go on Facebook, they can link a person and they had linked Dave, who I was friends with in the, the subject. And that's how I found out that my uncle Dave had passed away. So I never actually got to meet him. When I was talking to Dave, he um, he told me, he says, you know what you need to do? 
is you need to go and look under, I can't remember what year it is, but he says, look and look at the yearbook from such and such a school. He says, and, and you will see a picture of Philip. Lily, I pulled up this picture and I saw the other side of the mirror. I saw my doppelganger. I mean, I, I, my dad looks exactly like me. You put some lipstick on him and make the <laughs> color. He, he is me and he is my son. It is the craziest thing I had ever seen. I show everybody. I'm like, look, does this look like me? Yep. Yep. He looks exactly like me. Yeah, men in the fifties were just handsome and he, he was really handsome. So my, my uncle, my uncle passed away. And so I looked at my husband and got to go to the funeral. I got to go to the funeral. And I was scared to death, scared to death to go to the funeral. And I had talked to a couple of my cousins. In fact, one Dave's, one of Dave's cousins or one of Dave's son's names was Phil. And I had spoken to him a couple of times. And so he was, you know, telling me about the funeral and where it was and everything. But I never told him I was going to come. So I'm like, you know, nauseous is all nauseous. I show up at the funeral and I walk in and they have this line that goes forward and people are turning to the right to go in and sit down. And then there's like these groups of people. There was like three groups of people and it was each child and they were talking to, you know, a small group of people who were giving their condolences and I'm standing in line. I'm standing so that I'm facing away from them. I'm trying to hide my face and my cousin saw me. My female cousin saw me and her name is Melissa and she saw me and she screamed my name and I never felt more welcomed in a family as I did that minute. They, I mean, it was, it was the most overwhelming. I, I needed to tell her, Hey, go talk to people because I felt like I was taking away from you know, these people that needed to, um, you know, give their condolences, but they were just the most welcoming people. They, I just, I felt like I belonged. And then afterward I went to Dave's house and hung out with my family and it was kind of bittersweet because it was so wonderful, all these people, but at the same time, you realize what you had missed. And um, so one of, one of um, my cousin Phil was Phil's wife was sitting on the couch and I think it was Phil's wife. Somebody was, and they brought up um, Phil, Phil up my arm. Yeah. The brother Phillips uh, son. And they said, well, you know, he's got two daughters. I'm like, okay. And so they pull up and, and Cricket says, well, her name, or Kathy, I'm sorry, I still call her Cricket. She, <laughs> um, they pull up, they pull up the pictures or they find them on Facebook and they go, there you go. Well, they're on the other, they live on the other side near me. Um, they live by the water. So I'm kind of in between. And, uh, so I'm like, okay, okay. So that's, you know, got, I got two nieces, Elizabeth and Aaron, who live on this side of the state where I live. And so, you know, we, we did our thing. And then the next day, my Kathy's uh, mother couldn't make it to the funeral. And so she was in a, I think it's like a nursing home. 
And so we went and saw her and she was really close to Philip, her brother. And I went in, I held her hand and I was talking to her and she looks me straight in the eye and she's like, after she, you know, she's like, well, Philip doesn't have any girls or doesn't, you know, and um, they go, no, this is, this is Philip's daughter. And she looks at me and she stares at me right in the eyes and she goes, you have his eyes. Mm. And what's really weird is that's the one thing growing up, everybody always noticed my eyes first. You know, you have beautiful eyes, you have beautiful eyes. I'm like, okay, okay, whatever, you know, and it's like, and that she said, you know, you have beautiful eyes. It was like, or you have your father's eyes. It was crazy. Mm. So we proceed to um, my husband and I go home. And um, I contacted Kathy and I said, do you think one of my cousins, one of Craig's sons, because now I could either be Philip's kid or Craig's kid. And I didn't really get to talk to Craig because he wasn't feeling really well at the funeral. And I could have been, I can be one of those two. Because we now we know it's not Dave, and um, because of the DNA test, so I could be one of the two. So I contacted um, Craig's sons and asked if one of them would do a DNA test, and one of them did. And I'm at a football game, and right before the football game, I get a text message and I called him my bro cuz because I didn't know if he was my brother or my cousin. And I said, okay, bro cuz, what, which, which are you? And he goes, I'm your cousin. So now I know I'm Philip's kid. So I proceed to just, you know, so I, I almost cried and I had a really good friend with me and she hugs me and cause she knew how relieved I was that, you know, I finally, I'm getting answers. And so after the football game, we all came back to our place and they were they were staying at a hotel nearby and they weren't comfortable. And so they went back, was it probably a couple hours back to where they live? And we're like, well, wait a minute, let's go back and visit them. So we got in the car that next day and we drove all the way back down and visited them again. And it's my it was my um, my husband's brother. and his ex-wife lives across the water. It's, it's confusing, I know. But he, she lives, as you're heading back, but on the other side of the water. Cause, and uh, it was her 50th birthday. So we were going to go and say happy birthday to her and bring her a gift and everything. And so we stopped and visited her. And then in the meantime, I knew that Elizabeth, my brother's daughter, worked because of the Facebook post, worked right by my ex-sister-in-law. So on the way home, because we had to catch the ferry home, because, you know, Washington and our ferries, um, we caught the, uh, or we went over to see her at her work, and she wasn't there. And the lady said, well, she'll be here on Thursday. So I came home, and I didn't work on Thursday. My husband worked on Thursday. I didn't work on Thursday. So I woke up in the morning and I sat in my living room and I sat there and I thought, well, you know, I can just sit here and enjoy the day and be relaxed and stay in my pajamas and never know the truth. Never, you know, never meet her and not be, I won't be rejected. Nothing will happen, you know, but I'll always wonder or, you know, because you know that whole self-talk or I can get myself dressed, take a shower, get myself dressed and go over there and see her. And 
I got up, took a shower, went and got, went over and saw her. And it was kind of funny because I'm at the door and I, I was shaking, just like when I called Bob years ago. But I was like physically shaking. And I see her walking around. And she was stunning. And I'm like, this is just, this is amazing. That's her. That's her. And I'm like, you know, I got a catch in my throat. And this, the waitress comes up and she's like, um, she's like, can you, can I help you? And I'm like, uh, she, I, you know, wanted a seat. And she, I says, is, is that Elizabeth? And she's like, yeah. And I said, um, she says, do you want to sit in her section? I'm like, yeah. And she says, and she, I think she was afraid for Elizabeth's safety because of the way she looked at me. And I was so nervous. And then Elizabeth walked by and, you know, and the great hostess that she was, she smiled at me and, you know, and everything. And I, and I looked at her and I'm like, uh, I said, you know, is your name Elizabeth? And then said her last name. And she's like, yeah, I said, I might be your aunt. And she's like, uh, and so we sat down and she, it was, it was amazing because it was slow when I got there and it's this little quaint little place. It's, it, it's, it's an amazing little place, but it's a quaint little restaurant bar. And she, it seemed to have gotten a little bit busier while I was there, but she kept coming over and trying to help me while helping customers. And so I told her my story and then she, uh, she goes, here, she goes, dad lives, dad lives with grandma. She says, so, um, you know, here's, here's dad's phone number and here's, here's grandma's phone number. Call, call him. And if he doesn't answer, then call, call grandma. So I, I call him no answer. And she walks by, I go, oh, he didn't answer. She goes, well, call, call the house. So I called the house. No answer. She says, well, she says, um, she says, call. She goes, I left dad a text message. She says, I told him to answer the phone number that, you know, that, that your phone number. So I call again and still no answer. And I put his name in my phone. And I put the phone down. I said, you know, I said, don't worry about it. I says, it was just probably, you know, I'll, I'll catch him later. I'll catch him later. And then my phone rings. And his name shows up on my phone, which was just like, oh, my gosh. So here I go on that roller coaster ride again. Heart's beating and everything. And I say hi to him. And he's like, he's like, hi. And he, you could tell that that voice of, you know, who is this? And, you know, is, you know, is this a bill collector? Is this a, you know, what, are you a political, you know, the political call? What, what is this, that tone, you can hear it in his voice. And I'm like, I said, hi, he says, you know, I just, just call him. And he's like, he goes, well, my daughter told me to answer this phone call. And I'm like, and he says, uh, I said, well, my name's Randy. And he goes, well, you sound like a girl. I go, well, I, I am. And, and so we still laughed about that to this day, but um, he says, uh, he says, you sound like a girl. I'm like, yeah. I says, well, I says, I might be your sister. Oh, okay. And he's like, uh, he says, I'm really busy right now. He says, can I, can I call you back later? And so he, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, okay. And then like about a couple minutes later, he sends me a picture of himself. And I sent him a picture of myself and it was great. And then, you know, a couple, I think, I don't remember if it was the next day or later we talked and we talked and talked forever. And then we kept, and he's, he's on the other side of the mountains and we kept trying to get together, but he would have truck problems and I had work problems. And, um, 
then I had jury duty and I called him up the minute I got released from jury duty. I'm like, Hey, buckle up, buttercup, your sister's coming over. And I just started driving that way. I'm like, I had the DNA test in my hand and I drove over, was it like four hours away? I drove over to see him, um, met him, went to, uh, took the test and everything. We spent the weekend just hanging out and talking and, um, I met his mom. Uh, it, it was just, it was a great visit. And then the, uh, we mailed a DNA test and found out like three weeks later that he was my brother and <laughs> talked to him like, gosh, I would talk to him for, for the first six months or so. We talked like every few days. And then, you know, things kind of slowed down. He was in a relationship. He wasn't feeling well. It kind of, you know, it kind of tapered off a little bit. But there's still that really strong relationship. So, and in fact, I just talked to him yesterday for a good hour. And it's what's really crazy, Lily, is Bob Jr. and I, we, uh, you know, he was, he always welcomed me into his family. He always you know, he called me his sister and all that kind of stuff. But I always felt kind of guarded and uh, like I had to filter myself because he, I don't know, he was just, I always felt like I wasn't good enough. And uh, when I met my brother, <laughs> I was like, do I have to filter myself? He goes, hell no. And we would swear and, and talk and there's just, the stuff that comes out of our mouths, it's just, it cracks me up. And I just feel that I, I'm at home. I feel so comfortable with him and his daughters are great. Uh, they live on, on this side. One of them just had a, a, a little baby boy. So I have two, was it two great nephews? So I just, I feel blessed. I really do. I really do. So that's my twisted story. I mean, I could go into detail of all mm. the other weird stuff, but I don't know if that's needed or. I love your new connection with your new brother. Congratulations on on that. Let's see here. Let me look at my notes here. <laughs> Phil, you did a great job explaining this. So Philip, who ended up being your being your dad, okay, was he the second relationship? After oh, Bob, or how do you think your mom? Okay, okay, okay. That's the part I forgot. I totally skipped. I knew I would. Oh, it's I'm so okay. And you don't have to no, talk about that connection. No, no, but no. my mom does not remember Philip. For real? I, um, for, she says she doesn't remember him. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, moving past that. I was wondering your your sister that must be oh. Bob's daughter, right? My, okay, yeah. And my sister is she has she passed in two thousand four. Oh, that's I'm ironic sorry. Is that she is she has to be Bob's? I I don't doubt it at all. Yeah, she was Bob's child. Yeah, and um, she. I know I still haven't I still haven't told Bob Jr. that I'm not his sister. I I just don't know how to tell him that. I feel like I'm a little boy who cried wolf because it breaks my heart to say, you know, 
because it was so hard for him to open himself up to the fact that he had a sister and now sorry you know yeah um but i i keep telling myself in a way i am his sister because leanne my my little sister she passed away in 2004 and um that would have been his sister and so yeah. i want to tell him that you know i can be your stand-in sister i can yeah. you know, fill the place for her absolutely you guys both shared the same sister so you still you That's you right. are family yeah yeah if people would like to know more about your story they are welcome to email me at npestories at gmail.com and I will pass anything along to Randy through me. I can also be reached personally at Instagram at Lily M. Wood. Lily is L-I-L-Y-M as in Marie. Thank you so much, Lily. Thank you, Randy, for, for being willing to share your story. I'm always respectful of what people want to share and what they want to keep private. And I'm happy for you with your new connection. Keep in touch with me and let me know uh, about developments because our stories are never done. No, especially when you think one's done. Yeah. You get another twist in the road. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks again to Randy for sharing today. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE that would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us. Mm -hmm.